0: hello, Ecclesia. My name is Pastor Ian Graham, and this is the Practicing Resurrection Podcast. A podcast that's designed to be listened to and engaged with daily in order for you to listen to Scripture and immerse yourself in the world of the Bible. One of the burning desires of my life and ministry, and a special conviction that I feel this year, is to help people encounter the living God through His Word that is living and active. There are so many angles to welcoming the scriptures into our lives. We need some sense of the context, some sense of the whole. We have to understand what the Bible means when it uses words like righteousness, grace, and judgment. These elements and so many more are all so incredibly important when it comes to encountering God's voice. But one of the most important and the most often overlooked is the simple art of quieting one's soul quieting the noise around, and engaging in hearing the Word of God. So as we embark on this journey with the podcast, myself and some people from Ecclesia, some friends of our church, are going to invite you into different ways of hearing. So each day we will read the scriptures in a guided practice of listening to the Word of God. In addition, sometimes we will have someone read a poem, a reflection, or a quote. Sometimes we will feature a two-way conversation talking about God, life, or what's going on in the world. Our title for this podcast is taken from Wendell Berry's stirring poem, Manifesto. And he says in this beautiful lyrical poem, he says, Ask the questions that have no answers. Invest in the millennium. Plant sequoias. Say that your main crop is the forest that you did not plant, that you will not live to harvest. Practice resurrection. And friends, one of the reasons that poetry is so important is because it invites us into a different rhythm of both speaking and hearing. And so this poem from Wendell Berry gives us a frame to approach the scriptures, which themselves are often poetic. And core to who we are as a people is that a life with Jesus doesn't just happen. A life with Jesus has to be cultivated. The agrarian imagery is so appropriate because there is a part that we have to play in this life. As Jesus will encourage us in our text today, we have to do the work of remaining in Him. But the grace of God is so abundant that He provides the soil, the sunlight, the seasons, the rainfall. He prunes the plants and weeds the vineyard. This podcast is given to practice resurrection to abide in His love, and to allow God to do His transformational and patient work in and through us. My hope, and our church's hope, is not just to fill your life with more content. Christians are inundated with quote-unquote Christian content right now. And if we were to survey the fruit of all those Christian books, podcasts, and songs, and even TV shows now, we'd certainly have some questions. Now my hope is to immerse you in the way of apprenticeship to Jesus. Apprenticeship to Jesus, as Dallas Willard says, is to be with the master craftsman and to do the things that he does. So I encourage you, as you engage with this podcast, do so from a posture of active listening. Believe me, I have my podcast that I listen to while I run or while I do menial chores or work, the, the stuff that doesn't require much thought But my hope is that this will be a podcast that requires your attention, not because it is inherently more interesting, but because it is an invitation to stop, to quiet your soul, and to be with Jesus. So for our first day, we're going to start with what I think is one of Jesus' most profound and layered teachings. I'm going to guide you through a simple process called Lectio Divina, which the church has has practiced throughout the ages, and this practice simply means divine reading. And I encourage you to get a pen and paper out to fully engage with this moment. This is a text that is near and dear, not just to my heart, but to our church, because it is in so many ways the fundamental way that we try to live our lives in light of what Jesus has done. So we're going to turn to John 15, and I'm going to read it through slowly, and then I'll guide you through a couple of more practices here in just a moment. Hear the word of the Lord. I am the true vine. Now, usually when we read the text, we read through it, we get to the end, and we're like, cool, next thing. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read through two more times. And what I want you to do right now is to simply, wherever you are, open your hands and say, Lord, I'm here. And then I want you to acknowledge this simple and radical truth. Lord, you're here. And as we immerse ourselves in this moment. I want you to focus on a word or a phrase as I read the text that grabs your attention. Just pay attention. Pay attention to those things that are always happening within us, that are always greeting us, that we so often just skip by. So I'm going to read through this text two more times, and then I'll have some more instructions for you. Hear the word of the Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Again, from John 15, hear the word of the Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. This is the word of the Lord. Now I hope through that time that you uh, something grabbed your heart, your attention, a word or a phrase or an image. And now I want you to ask the bold question, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? Sometimes the Lord's word to us will be an assurance of his love or forgiveness. Sometimes it will be a challenge designed to bring us back into alignment with His perfect will. Sometimes it will be a word that we don't even realize we will need until later. But again, this way of reading is focused on acknowledging God's presence, His Spirit, the fact that He is really here, right here, and right now. If you have pen and paper, write down what you think God might be saying to you Write down your phrase, your image, your word. And and listen, the point is not to get it right. There's no uh, right answer. There's no answer key at the back of the book. The point is to wrestle and contemplate. The point is to be awakened to God's presence that truly fills every part of our world and every part of our days. So write down what you think God might be saying. It may be something so clear that you're just like, thank you. It may be something incredibly perplexing that you have no idea what to do with. The next step is to ask the Lord for wisdom, for clarity, for courage, or comfort. Again, friends, put yourself at ease. Even if your mind is wandering right now, allow yourself to be welcomed back to God's gracious arms. The point of this brief encounter with Scripture is not to walk away with some neatly packaged idea Life doesn't really work that way anyway, right? But it's to immerse ourselves in the reality of God. Now I want to invite you to take just a moment to pray, to give God thanks for this unexpected, unforeseen way that he meets us, to give God thanks for his word. Would you just say, Lord, thank you. Now each day we will finish with the prayer that Jesus gave us as His people in hope and expectation, as His people who know that His grace is working in our lives. And so I'm going to invite you to pray the words of the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that He gave His disciples when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. These are the words that He gave them. He said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Ecclesia, wherever you are on this Martin Luther King Day, I pray that God's face will meet you. I pray that you engage with the pain of the world, Not only to embrace what is hard, but also to know that there is a hope that shines brighter. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he give you peace. Grace and peace to you, Ecclesia. We look forward to seeing you on the Practicing Resurrection podcast tomorrow. Grace and peace.